talk pat here with jimmy sean and andy what's up dudes hey y'all ew, ew. how's everyone's weekend it was good it was good chill and relaxing and wet lot of rain yeah buddy did a bunch of yard work on saturday and then um, most of the grass i'm trying to grow got flooded flooded yeah shit happens yeah mm. <laughs> so uh we bittersweet sunday though we had the final two installments of the last dance mm-hmm. which we're going to spend some time talking about on this episode but we saw the conclusion of what has been an epic five weeks of television not even just if you're a bulls fan i think this has been the ratings have been awesome on this so people have been tuning in and seeing what Jordan's legacy was. And Sean, you said it after we finished watching it last night. Chicago sports would suck without Jordan. Mm-hmm. In Pretty general. much, in general. Overall. They would have had like the older Blackhawks teams and like some old-ass baseball teams, and that's it. Right. 85 Bears, but that's, yeah, only, the, that's like yeah. one team. Right, one team. Like Jordan's legacy is what will be long standing in Chicago. Like like everyone just talks about the eighty five Bears because they want their they want that to be the twenty twenty Bears. They want it they want that to have a new year attached to it. Yeah. If you ask any casual sports fan, like, what do you think of when you think of Chicago sports? It's gotta be Jordan. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean regardless, I mean, football might be a bigger a bigger audience and pat like you said a lot of people are like oh yeah 85 bears but from an outsider's perspective because it spread so wide his greatness it's it's got to be him that's why i love the 90s bulls legacy they played that quote at the end from when he was first coming into the league and he talked about how he wanted chicago and the bulls organization to be looked at like the lakers and the celtics and the i think he said the 76ers um so and obviously it was cool to see after everything that they had showed over the previous five weeks and 10 episodes that he basically did exactly what he said he wanted to do and uh it was just really again it was just really awesome seeing it as an adult and understanding things that went way over our heads mm-hmm. as kids. I know that this is biased because it's so fresh on our brains from the last five weeks and because we're from Chicago, but is he the greatest athlete, not in terms of athletic ability, but athlete that the world's ever seen to their sport? I mean, he was, when you see this behind the scenes stuff of him, and uh, he would just make up excuses to go out and want to just stomp someone's head. And we were talking before the show how he was listening to Kenny Lattimore, who 
we don't even know who that was and it's just like soft r&b that jordan's bopping to in the back of the bus and then goes out and has the will to to murder you figuratively on the basketball court like i i could never i could never get my mindset right listening to music like that i just think watching what he did he may be and again it could be because it's fresh in our minds but who was a better and i'm not talking about athletic ability i mean like a like a champion of their sport than him I know it was like 20 years ago, probably, but didn't ESPN vote him as the greatest athlete of the century at the turn, like at the turn of the century? I think 2000, maybe it was. They had this whole big countdown. I remember that. And Pat, Babe Ruth and I, was number two, and Jordan was number one. Obviously, a lot's happened. You could maybe make. I think. Go ahead. Muhammad Ali. I yeah, think, was and up he should. There, yeah, and... should Babe Ruth. You could make a lot of arguments, like Tiger Woods. You could say True. maybe individually but that's an individual's I, I think i know what you're saying though jimmy i think jordan maybe embodies what an athlete should be from a competitive standpoint right. more than anybody that's ever played any sport yeah. ever and and to that degree people consider him in that realm of the greatest of all time over all-encompassing yeah. i can't remember who said it at the end of the episode um the blonde woman i can't remember her name um i think so yeah um she she mentioned something about how how ruthless he was and competitive but also he was so incredibly liked Mm -hmm. as an athlete where kobe had the competitive drive that mj had but i don't know if while he was a player he was universally liked as a sports figure I know towards the end of his career and post career, people people loved him. I mean, he was a really good personality. But during his time in the league, I don't think he had that same um, effect that MJ did. Where people went on destinations to go see him play at other arenas and things like that, and stood in lines to get autographs and the shoe deals and things like that. It, it was a it was a weird balance where not where it was 50 50 it was just heightened on both levels his likability and his just ruthless mentality of so piggybacking off that i had in my notes and i noticed this through several episodes that after playoff games um reggie miller waited for him carl malone john stockton waited for him and larry bird so that man commands so much respect that he just gets done beating your ass and you sit outside of his locker room and you wait for him so he can come up and talk to you or shake your hand. And Stockton looked like annoyed doing so, which I understand I would be, but he did it anyways because you didn't want to be the guy that doesn't go, like what if you're a star on your team, you don't go pay your respect because then he's pissed off at you and comes out and, and puts his foot on your throat. So can you, can you imagine like getting beat by someone and then having to go wait in fear of pissing him off so he doesn't come back and beat you worse the next well, game. To, I mean, that is the ultimate respect <laughs> that they're paying to him. To the credit for, for Stockton and Malone, though, it looked like they were waiting to go interview at the press. So, like, when Carl Malone went on yeah. the, went on the yeah. bus, like, that was a... Uh, but, like, in that instance, when Stockton was there, I they think they were the next scenes. up oh, to the, talk. Okay, like, at the press box. So yeah, they were yeah. just waiting for their for Jordan to finish. But the Carl obviously. Carl Malone on the bus was yeah. wild. That like, was wild. You hear stories about like players going over to the locker rooms and things like that, but 
I think in a like a finals or a playoff series, I can't remember hearing a story about somebody going over immediately after losing and For just the being second like, year in a row to the same yeah. team. I mean, yeah. Carl Malone's a piece of shit outside of Yeah, so I started to see that a little bit yesterday. I didn't the, I wasn't aware of that. So he impregnated a thirteen year old girl when he was twenty. He did? Yeah. yeah. And then he like basically didn't acknowledge the child for most of his wow. life. Wow. Until like the last decade or so. But he respects the hell out of you. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he's Speaking awesome. Yeah. I, I had no, heard no, he sucked. <laughs> I had heard that, but apparently he was a very likable person in the league. Yeah. Malone. But I did hear that story about I think he also had that a whole bunch thing of and kids that's... with like other women too. Like he's his got his family photo is very uh very mixed that's, looking. Yeah, that's stuff. So will the stick other with thing you. I notice yeah. about Jordan is as he's walking in you can't delete those pictures. and he's listening to Kenny Lattimore, clearly doesn't want to talk to the press. They're asking him questions. He's like, Yes, no, maybe and they're all laughing. And then he goes, Can I walk in peace? And everyone just stops and walks away. Like that that never that never happens. This guy <laughs> commands so away. much respect, Black you Jesus. just leave him alone. Right. And I'm talking guys like Mark Giangreco, who are as good at reporters as they come and has no problems asking questions. And probably been covering Jordan for 20 years. And everyone just disperses and he just walks. It's it's amazing to see. Dude, his... We talked about it earlier, but like Jordan's just ability to command yes. the media and like just his the persona he puts in front of the media is like absolute professionalism. It's like, you know, he had like a good upbringing and stuff like that too. You learn that like he's a respectful kid, you know, coming up and things like that. But it's just like, I don't know if he was coached up or trained like that, but like he just like is the personification of like ultimate professional. I think he was trained on it, but he got trained on it because he wanted to, like he wanted to be good with the media. So he sought help to get good with the media. I think it became a necessity to be honest, because like it was a build, a buildup of everything you saw, like when he went to the Olympics after North Carolina, before he got drafted, gets drafted by the bulls, goes off as a rookie, rookie of the year, Average thirty points a game, whatever all the all the accolades that came with it, he just blew up mm-hmm. so quick that yeah, he kind of just had to adjust and adapt to being constantly in the limelight and having to do interviews and 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 I think to your point, Jim, he just has that personality to where if he has to do something, he has to be yeah, the best he he's at very it. charismatic. So, you could tell he has a really good personality, and and that mixed with the professional training, I'm assuming he got made for some great interviews i mean everyone seemed to genuinely want to talk with him the other thing that i was happy to see is that he did not push off they had that they had that one angle where (laughs) it was clear as day he did not push off on brian russell his momentum was definitely heading that way already to where if the hand gesture isn't there at all he's probably doing the same thing but i'm glad we could put that to bed for for a long time i was very much on the train that he definitely used a little leverage because of that quote from a long time ago where they asked him in an interview and he he goes what did they call and like that was his backup for it like he didn't say no i didn't push off he goes what did they call and so that sounded like he was almost Mm -hmm. admitting guilt but then you see all those replays and everything like that and i mean 
all the interviews and everything like that. Well, yeah, and, and they had an angle last he was, night he was that falling I over had no never what. seen before where his hand's on his ass and Same. then his hand stays still and Brian Russell falls and you could tell that he didn't push off. Well, Jim, yep. to that point, this Wednesday, ESPN's playing a a replay of that game with those camera yes, angles. Yes, and it's, added it's in HD, the... which we've I've never seen yeah. before either. It's gonna oh, so that's gonna yeah. be amazing. That's gonna be yeah. um, did you guys notice um, at the end of Game Six when Rodman does the suck it to the Jazz crowd? Yeah, I had never yeah. seen that before either. I was so happy. So I wanted to talk a little bit about their series with yeah. The I remember that series because I remember very that. vividly. I do too. And that was the, basically the biggest scare that the Bulls had in their dynasty run with the six titles. Um, like the, the closest they really ever came to elimination. And uh, I never even realized that it was so close at the I end of either. the fourth quarter. And then seeing how they fell apart just going against that championship mentality. And I, who was it? I think it was... Was it Mark Jackson? Or no, it was Reggie Miller that said that they turned into like a high school, high school JV yes. team. Might have been Jalen Rose. But it was just... Um, no, I think that was... Uh, I forgot Jay how Adonis good that team was. That. Yeah. Was it? Okay. I forgot how good that Indiana team they was. They were so... Fred Hoiberg was on that team. Mm-hmm. Oh, was he? Well, and then you talk about a push-off. That game winner yeah. that Reggie hit. That was... and And he basically, you know... Admitted it without admitting it. Yeah. Gave him a light, whatever. But um, oh, he said he was gonna, yeah, run through his run through his chest. Yeah, but the way that he put it though, he was like, I right. ran into his chest. I gave him a yeah, light. And, oh yeah, yeah, he had yeah. a full he, full he on knew. smirk on his but, face. I mean, he made the right play, like he said, put the call in the ref's hands. If if yeah. you can get away with that, and back back then, there's no there's exactly. no way they were calling. And, and that if you back know then. you can get away with it, why wouldn't you do it? Everyone does See, it. I remember, get away with it. I remember hating Reggie Miller so much, and but then watching that last night, I mean, he's become a lot more likable since he's become a TV personality yes, and everything. He has. But seeing that last night definitely gained a lot more respect for him because he didn't back down right. from Jordan. Would have loved to have had Reggie on See, my team. And we talked about this last week, where I I thought that they had a very like hated relationship yeah but apparently not huh and it it was just on the court oh yeah like it that's where it ended i mean there was a clip where he reggie asked if he was coming over for dinner later right like during that series and it that's the only place that it lied like and then they would go and congratulate each other dap each other up that it stayed on the court and that's all that it was and it looked like they were completely fine outside of that so you guys but that's another person where it was Reggie just Miller was in the twenty NBA years almost right yeah, big time. He was on the Pacers years. when Doug Collins was the coach, right. and then he was in the league till 05, right? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. 80, Eighteen years, eighty eight to 05. something like that. I think so. I think it was eighteen Dude, years, and, but but he didn't he didn't have a good team until the mid correct. late nineties. Yes, right. That's correct. But he was, it was he was just a Pacers, really good player right? on a shitty team. Yeah, all of the I don't Pacers, know if he. Right? I can't recall him going anywhere believe else. So. I don't remember seeing him in another uniform, but I've yeah. been wrong before. So I don't know if That's you guys so know this story, and I'm super bummed that they didn't talk about it. But uh, it was the first game against Utah in the '97 series when they were in Chicago and they had a chance to steal Game One, and Carl um, Malone goes to the free throw line, and before he shoots, yeah, Scottie yeah. Pippen says to him. 
the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays, and the game was on a Sunday. And the story goes that like Carmelo was a decent <laughs> free throw shooter. Down. Pippen never talks shit, so we cross him, says it to him. Malone bricks the two free throws, and the Bulls come down and win the game later. And I was reading this ESPN article about it. I was really hoping we get to see it because that's just such a great line to say to him. And apparently got in his head. There was a lot of interesting things I thought that didn't maybe get any light. Like Luke Longley, they said it was because of financial issues, but he wasn't involved at all. I also heard him Um, and Jordan don't get along. I heard that too. Um Ron Harper, they did. They interviewed him about the cab series, like in the yes, late that was 80s, his but they only didn't interview yeah. him yes. at all about the the team that he was on and won. No, he didn't look too great. great. Someone no. from the from the old Bulls um, team was just talking shit about him. I forget who it was. Yeah, it was like Ron Harper. Reggie I, Miller played his entire career. Guy. On he Indiana, was so uh, insecure and a baby. That that. <laughs> Lineup though with Ron Harper, Jordan yeah. Pippen, and Rodman. I mean, that's like one of the best defensive lineups of all time. And and how about some of those scores? Like the Jazz scored fifty four points in the one game, the lowest. Dude, in ever. game I was it? Dude, seventy three to seventy two was the and one, one of them. Game it was sixty two to sixty two going into the fourth quarter. Teams now have sixty two points in the first quarter. It's insane. Yeah. So that's what that's one thing that I wanted to bring up is in that Indiana game where Reggie Miller said if we win that jump ball, he thinks they win that game to make it a five point game or whatever. it was. Yeah. And there were there were announcing like the I forget if it was Costas um, was saying like, oh, if they hit this shot, it becomes a pretty insurmountable lead and it would have been like six. Like it was just such a different so game different. back then. Like it's funny too because oh my God. jump balls were terrible in the nineties. Yeah. Sean so and I keep bad. mentioning it. they keep showing the tips in the beginning of every game. These guys, yeah, guys it's, are just whiffing just on the ball. Big big white <laughs> buffoons whiffing at the basketball and it landing off their They're elbows. Both yes, massive. It's massive so and not How athletic. Seven two Luke Longley against seven four Rick Smiths, and the ball doesn't hit their hands anytime there's a jump ball. Right? In a past episode, one guy took like a big bear swipe at it and just launched it out of bounds. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, dude, it's so bad. Also loved how they just snuck in the whole Dennis Rodman thing in the last episode of him just leaving after a game Rodzilla. and going to wrestle for WCW. Is there okay. any story even okay, so No, I don't that? think so. Here's the thing, though. Think about it. He... He got. I saw this earlier. I forget. I think Darren Rebell. Yeah, I saw that too. He got fined twenty thousand dollars. He got paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars by WCW, and they chartered him a private jet. That's a great business move. Ron Ron Harper called him a a great business business move. They asked him about. (laughs) And then him being a chicken shit and dodging the media, having to get stuck out of the United Center. In that, in the same season, he goes and leaves to go to Vegas. For what was supposed to be 72 hours and extends it and just disappears to the point that Jordan has to go track him down at a, a naked Carmen Electra behind a naked couch. next to him. And then he goes to, to team up with Hulk Hogan as Rodzilla and join the NWO. <laughs> for life, man. And you know once you join. NWO yeah, for, for life. In the playoffs. Yes, in the, in the playoffs. playoffs. He's blasting the finals. off and hitting someone with a damn chair. I was like, this is hilarious. So great. He's just 
d- destroying DDP with chair shots. Dude, no, that's no player would like stand. They they would be eaten alive so by the media. What I what I've also come to learn about him nowadays. is he's a pretty sensitive guy. Like when you when you watch how yeah. Phil and Jordan handle him, it's like it's like handling a child. Like they don't scream at him. Mm-hmm. They don't get in his face. They like kind of. No negative like kind words. Of Jordan fun. was yeah. joking about it. He's yeah. like, Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, no negative words. <laughs> exactly. And then they asked him. Phil. They asked Phil. They're like, is, is it a distraction? He's like, it's a distraction right. for you. It's not a distraction for right. us. Phil, Phil was, was awesome. awesome. So awesome. I, I realized how I great used of a to kind of rag on him, thinking like, oh, Phil had it easy. No, Phil was Phil was great. There, he did it everywhere. Of, he's just like telling me. He's like, remember to breathe, guys. Deep breaths. In and out, it's just like they're talking about like professional athletes. So, and, so think about this: three peat, right? That, that, Two year break, three peat, year off, three peat with the Lakers. That's pretty ridiculous. impressive. That's amazing. that's nine championships in twelve years. I mean, he's the he's the yeah. best basketball coach right? of all but, time, and he's known as the Zen Master. Sure. But there's that one time, oh, out dude, when going he's just off, up a storm. He's like, "Good, good, this shit." I was well, like, see, that's, he's like that's the thing. Damn it, swearing the at everyone. He's yeah. been around the game long enough to know yeah, when to do that. Like he 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 applies those principles, but he knows what he right. has to do to like get people right. fired up and shit. Oh, for sure. And I got so fired up when he was fucking. That was so great. It's amazing. That was so great. Seeing Jordan just get that look too. When he's just like ready to go off. Also, I don't know, was it nine? No, it must have been seven or eight when Pip sat out when Jordan was out. And he just goes up to him and he's like, are you in or out? And he says out and he just turns around and walks away. Fine, fuck you then. We'll do yeah, it without right. you. Doesn't sit there and yep. baby him or beg him to come in. Just fine, we'll do it without you. Right. And then Kukoc hits the shot. Also didn't know that Scotty gutted through game six with that bad back. That was... Yeah, I didn't know that either. That that was impressive. Like almost falling over. Yeah. It they said he would he would and go out he... for like ten minutes of stim just so he could come back and play ten minutes, pain ish free. Yeah, and don't eat pizza in Utah. <laughs> that story like anywhere, man. I don't know the way I they don't know the way they that built story. that up too. My question is, how do they know it was for? MJ? Right, that, What's thank on you, the Sean. Pizza? So you're telling me his best friend. His trainer, or who, or Ahmad Rashad probably, call this pizza place <laughs> and say, "Hey, I'd like to order pizza from Michael Jordan." What? None right. of those guys would make that mistake. Right. It's a and weird that, story. The, and the the pizza place I think he just ha- has never poisoning. been named. It's never they've never named where he ordered pizza from. And unless you unless you actually poison right food, you can't make. You can't instill food poisoning in something right. unless you keep a thing of mozzarella right. that's nine nine right. months old. Just in right. case Jordan wants a fridge, pizza at like, two a.m. and Utah, exactly. Which probably means right. he was just hung over his shit. Like, had the Hershey squirts. See, I don't. He was, I don't he think was it's doing a the, the the double dragon puking and diarrhea at the same time. <laughs> the double dragon. Anders, what do you think it is? Uh, Someone write that down I, for our I don't know. T-shirt. I don't think it was a hangover. T-shirt, Pat, double dragon. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think anyone has Dude. ever had a bad enough hangover to have that happen. That's true. Because yeah. with IVs and things like that, like, and then a lot of times when people go and work out when they're hungover, they almost end up feeling better at the point. end of it. I, 
I just I don't believe the hangover story, but the whole story that they told in that documentary is just weird. There's too many I, holes. I agree completely. Like Sean, I, like you said, I, how would they know it was from Michael Jordan and then five guys show up to deliver it? Right. I think he just simply got food poisoning. I don't think there's anything more to it than that. I don't think he was hungover because the game was late and a sauna early in the day and a nap okay, usually takes fair. care of it. I think he just was... I think he just ate bad pizza, and it just so happened that Michael Jordan ate that By himself. Pizza. No, no. I don't know. that. The Apparently. story sounds so bad. I was going to say he had to have maybe eaten something super embarrassing to get food poisoning <laughs> to the point you have to make up such a lame story like that one. Just eating ass all night. Right? Just, yeah. <laughs> Can't say that. <laughs> Tell him I got a pizza. Right? <laughs> ass eating season was not a thing then so he had to keep it to himself alright let's all get our story straight he went. four guys delivered the pizza god oh man see you never know Dude, oh, it's just man. a really lame yeah, story it doesn't right? make sense you know what they should have done just gone well, with him having the flu they should have just stuck with that right yeah. it wasn't the flu game Why? why everyone's been calling it the flu game for right. 20 years it was the bad pizza game. That's what I'm calling it now. No, wild story. Wild story from that episode, or I can't remember which it was, but the whole Steve yeah. Kerr saga. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. About I had never that. heard oh, an know ounce of I, that. I I knew that his yeah I knew that his dad would was assassinated. I didn't know the context mm-hmm. of the whole. I never looked into I had, it completely. I had never heard anything so about that. It was that interesting, was though, wild. that they had kind of an unspoken bond between the two of them because right. of that. And I never really put that connection. Yeah, I didn't either, and I knew about both of them, but I never I never made the connection. And Kerr attributed his, like, overworking in the, in the gym and everything to that because when it happened, he said he just mm-hmm. buried himself in basketball. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, you have to think that he might not even make it to – to the NBA if something like that doesn't happen where he's just uber focused on basketball right. after that. Now he's like a basketball one of my One of my favorite scenes. On the court and coaching. Oh, for sure. Hey, I think he's he won, right. what, three with the Bulls and two with the Pistons? He won five. Two Spurs, with the Spurs. sorry. And, and now he, he won, he won now the now year after. Yeah. He won four in a row. So yeah. my, one yeah. of my favorite scenes is when Jordan is trying to like be all coy because he knows the camera's on him. He's like, all right, Steve, be ready. He's like, okay, yeah. if, if yeah. they double team you, I'll be yeah. ready. I'll be... Me and Sean were talking about that though, like that you'd be so amped Dude, up if Jordan sure. looked at you and like gave you that an injection of of uh, adrenaline. Absolutely, to the neck. that's what yeah. I feel like. Dude, and his Dude, it's so funny because he's like literally covers yeah, his mouth, trying to be like, coy yeah, about like, it, and over yelling and so the other team can hear. <laughs> yeah, his speech was I'll great. Ready, Mike. <laughs> his speech is the best. <laughs> so funny. His speech is right? amazing. No, I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not real comfortable in these situations. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll go bail Mike out again. That was great. So uh, he's got such like just dad humor yeah. vibes, oh, like even now and back as a player. Yeah, but I think what makes yep. him so funny is his t-shirt. delivery. Like his timing is just perfect. His mm-hmm. inflection, his voice. It's I. You know what? AK and what's the new GM's name? Mark Eversley, Eversley. should go hire Steve Kerr for the Bulls. That's what Go we hire Steve How could Kerr. John Paxson have not hired Steve, Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr all these is years? literally telling you, you I emulated my game off of this man. That's what I mean. He, all he hires is people that he knows and trusts. Go hire Steve why Kerr. Why not brought Steve? No, why? Because Steve Kerr saw what they did to MJ, and he doesn't want to come play for the Bulls or coach for the Bulls. 
Kevin Garnett has talked about that. He's like, look how they did the greatest player ever dirty. Why the hell would I want to go play for that team? Well, let's talk about the ending then, too. The way yeah. that Jordan Definitely. is still not over so, it. Still I need him. to clarify something because I may have misheard this. Didn't Reinsdorf say he went to Phil and said, all right, you can come back. If you want to come back, you can come back. He told him he would give him a one-year deal if he wanted to come back. Right, and then and then, then he, and then Phil said then, no because he didn't want to go above Krause's head. Did I hear that right, or did, did I misconstrue that? That is right, but but he said Phil could basically. Have, he, he said right, Phil could come back, but Krause was already in the process of of destroying the dynasty. I mean, he made every move he made was that off season, and it was tactical to break the dynasty up. Traded Kerr, traded Pippen. Cut Rodman, Michael. Oh, agreed. It's like one hundred percent. But that agreed. all, I think that all, that all came post Phil deciding that he wasn't coming back. But Correct. I think, I think, I think if think... Phil decided to come back, Kraus would have sabotaged it anyways. I think. See, I don't. See, I don't. I don't think Reinsdorf would have let yeah, him. That's what I'm just, saying. Just like ninety eight, Reinsdorf would have said, "No, like you're Krause all coming see, back." All the, I think. I think Reinsdorf initially, yeah, wanted to bring Phil back, and then Phil. Phil seemed like he had kind of put all his energy into this last mm-hmm. season and was ready for a break himself. So I think he was committed for that being the last dance. And when they brought it back to him, he was hesitant. So then Reinsdorf and Kraus probably got to talk in and were, and Kraus probably got in his head about how expensive it would be to bring everyone back and everything. I th- and then I think it was a, so at the very beginning of this documentary, we went on and obviously Jerry Kraus was made to look like yes. the worst yes. human ever for blowing up this team. I think from what they showed last night, it was three different things. And we just talked about them. Phil basically opting. It looked like the ball was in his court to be brought back and he opted out. Second, it sounded like Jerry Reinsdorf was a big piece in once that door had passed Mike Michael said like hey like you could offer us all one year deals all all of those guys would come back it looks like once the initial kind of murkiness crept in it looked like Reinsdorf was like all right yep you're right let's go this route and he was the one that gave Kraus the okay to go and kind of mm-hmm. dismantle and then Cross was the one that obviously made the moves. Because I guess if you're not going to have the whole band back together, then you got to just cut it yes, clean. Yes, agreed. Like, start fresh. You can't just half-ass the dynasty. And what they ended up, it was a... The thing that sucks is they should have done it because the next season ended up being lockout short. Yeah, so they would have got plenty of rest. They only, they only played 50 games, and they probably would have won a, a seven. I just don't understand, and MJ said this, why Kraus comes out at the beginning of the season and says... This is everyone's right. last year. Why do that? I don't get it. Right. And then they won 13 games the next year. They sucked. only won. Oh, yeah. They played yeah, so. Rusty LaRue, man. He um, has a motivation, dude. Motivator, mo- motivation factor. Krause is like, dude, this is going to be it. I don't want to At the same it. time, Sean, that is a, that, that's a really good point because now we, we crave honesty and truth from our athletes and the people who run sports teams and Kraus gave us honesty and gave us truth. Just nobody Straight liked up. it. So we want truth that we like. Yeah. He told the truth. No yeah. one liked so it. And people were pissed. There was a very early on quote in the documentary. It might've been the first episode where MJ said like basically 
bring us back until we prove that we yeah. can't win. Right. And and I th- I think that's fair. I think I mean, that's fair too. A lot of guys. Act, there, a lot of guys. There's no reason to blow that. Too. Right. But I do sort of see it from a GM standpoint, to where if you, granted. Going out and winning one more championship would have been huge for that team, huge for the city, so on and so forth. But from running a franchise, who knows what you could have gotten in draft picks for Pippen, for Kerr, for freeing up salary cap, getting free agents, things like that. Truly, if you went into a quote-unquote rebuild like they were trying to do and they accumulated draft picks... I mean, who knows? You can hit on a couple of those. And from a rebuilding of a team standpoint, the worst thing that you could have possibly done for the franchise, and it's all 2020 hindsight because they turned out horrible anyway. But if you go and give out one-year deals for all this thing, then the next deal... The next year after that, That's you're true. fucked. Right. If they don't, point. if they don't win, right? It's, I mean, at what point you can't you can't leave that in the players' hands to determine when when the team is going to just stop trying for championships? Yeah, that that's a yeah, good point. I, mean, I don't think that's a great point. And here's another thing too: Kraus probably wanted the challenge of doing mm-hmm. it again. He's like, I built this dynasty up. Granted, sure. he didn't draft Jordan, but. He put together, you know, two amazing squads, two separate three-peats. He probably thought he he's like, I can do it again. There's no reason I can't. I did it once. I'll do it again. Obviously, he didn't. But, I mean, it's his career. Obviously, you want to be challenged by your career. So, told him this is the last dance. And who knows? I mean, if he didn't say this is their last season, maybe they would have lost. Maybe Jordan wouldn't have had one of the best offense to defense to offense transitions in NBA history the last minute of his Bulls career. Yeah, Pippen, you know, Pippen might not have right. come back if he knew that if he knew that there was a potential for more. Yeah, you're right. He held out the being of that season. Maybe he sits the whole season, you know? Yep. So the way it went down, Phil probably didn't come back because Phil's wise enough to know that that was perfect. I mean, that it doesn't really get any better than the ending they had. And, you know, why chance it's it? Kinda, it's kind of crazy, the mentality, too, that – Jordan had the quote, like, maybe we don't win it that next year, but we should have had a mm-hmm. shot at it. Mm-hmm. Like, so many people kind of view his legacy as, oh, he right. went 6-0. and Like, that's that's why it was right. so perfect. It's kind of cool and, yeah, to see that it that doesn't bother him, though, the fact right, that he's exactly. going to another one and losing. Yeah. Like, he yep. doesn't care that he's 6-0. and He would have he wanted a chance to go 7-0 and yep. or go 6-1. and and then how, how about his that, quote? They can't win until we quit. Like yeah, that was so great. Put that on a shirt. That's true. And all of those post game pressers, um, where he was just like, "Oh, you said that so and so was just a bump in the road," and he's like, "They have to God, come to Chicago." Every kid aged twelve to twenty one is going to have that in their Twitter and Instagram profiles. Got to come through Chicago. You better. <laughs> you better. But who is, he's like, what if we're going to win game seven. What, what we're going to win game seven. And then six for seven. That would totally it take would. away from this. That would take so much away from it. And I heard a good argument, too, is if they did bring them back, look at the teams that were on the rise. The, well, the Spurs, Spurs were coming, won the next year. The Lakers were coming. Like, all these young teams, all these dynasties are, like, right about to flourish. Maybe Phil Jackson saw that, too, and he was just like, we got to get out while the getting's good. Pippen's back is hurting. Rodman's basically untethered and knows no bounds. 
I mean, MJ is still MJ, but it's like, you know, who knows what the hell is going to happen if we try and get this thing together for one last year. They barely made it through 98, it seemed like, you know. Like, Dennis's right. uh, uh, description of when Jordan steals the ball from Malone is just just so that was I'm going to go stand awesome. over here and I have to get the fuck out of the way. And he's Dude, he, he explains everything like that, like he's doing the rebound thing again. That's such an overlooked part of that game, too. Everybody always remembers the shot. That game oh, yeah, does sequence. not happen yep. without the steal. Yep. And, the and when you look at that shot, literally everyone cleared out. So if that doesn't go in, no one's getting the rebound. Yep. Because everyone is standing <laughs> at the three-point arc. The like, in, in, I, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure that in the picture, awesome. John Stockton's boxing out Carl Malone because no one else is standing in the paint. So that ball had to go in, or we were not winning <laughs> that game. Much. I'm looking at it right now. Rodman's, Pretty much. Is Rodman Malone and Stockton are right next to each other. Jordan Rodman was... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Picture. Rodman was yeah, at Rodman's half court. Yeah, he he's like just... He, he knows what's going to happen. He's gallivanting. Oh, he doesn't care. Dude, he no, walked right down he's the court. The is he? Yeah. He's, How in do you, he's the only he's, other ball in the photo. He, is Everyone he to the right is, of Jordan or left? Okay, he's so... He's to the left. So when you when you see the camera view last night, Jordan steals the ball, he's driven up court, and you see Pippen, like... Yeah, Rodgers You see Pippen just cut in front of him and just dart off to the right, and you don't see Scotty the rest of the He's yep. just standing there because he knows what Mike's going to do. I guess he did do quite a bit of dribbling before he took so, the shot. So, Pat, one of my favorite things passed. to do with that picture is just to go and look at all the fans and just... Yeah, that's just what they did yesterday. terror on their face because they know what's coming. Like they know so what's many about fans to are happen. Sitting there, hands over their Did you guys face. also know How crazy that, that, is it that, that that mom on Indiana, the lady screaming, was Luke Cornett's mom? He's on the Bulls now. That's that's it was a oh, joke. I was, no, I thought that was yeah. real. No, no, that got proven. It was a joke. She was oh, joking. Oh man, I was so excited. She literally had to put out a statement. Yeah, <laughs> that, like this is not oh, me. Oh really? Because because <laughs> she got bombarded that's on Twitter. So funny. Yeah, Pat, what were you saying? Uh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, you can just, um, I don't remember, but I'm looking at all these faces now in this poster and it's hilarious. How, how crazy is it though, that these, all these crazy Mormons come to these basketball games and are just, dude, ruthless. I have heard that Salt Lake about... City is the place to party. Like their party really? scene and club and bar scene I've heard is that supposed as well. to be insane. Just don't eat the, nah, pizza? Don't eat the pizza. Just don't eat the pizza. Basically don't eat pizza okay. anywhere that, outside of that Chicago. That was one of the funniest. Right. There was a tweet that said that last night. It's like rule, rule of or uh, lesson from the documentary: don't eat pizza outside of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, there were some pretty good memes and tweets. Oh, Jordan's man. faces to express Dude, his emotions. Oh my Bird. god, you he bitch! Fuck you! Like, come yeah, on, exactly. man. He's walking away like Bird's trying to be civil. Like, yeah. all right, Jordan, good game. He's like, yeah, now you got plenty of time to work on yeah, that golf he's game. Such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Right, just rubbing it in hard. It's so awesome. I love it. Oh man, it's great. Okay, that was an awesome was. clip too. Was um, when uh, Reggie hit the shot, and somebody said, "Yeah, but oh, put the Larry camera Burton. on he Larry," flinch. and he is just stoic. And Jordan almost he hit did that almost too. hit that yeah. double pump, almost banked it in. That would have been sick. That would have been ridiculous. Uh, what a great fight. Yeah, it really weeks. has been. It's true. I loved the little montage at the end where they put together like his like his big career, moments yeah. highlights his legacy basically yeah that was I, th- awesome. I thought and that then was it, really and cool. it stabs us in the heart when it says and then the Bulls started rebuilding oh. or the Bulls are rebuilding and I was like yeah they've been rebuilding for twenty three yeah. years minus about three or four when we had Derrick Rose 
Right, Andy's right. I thought I was going to say, and they still are. Oh man, that would have been I killer. Would, that would have been such a kick in the nuts. I'm just glad they didn't. Yeah, show that would have been the business. wind out of our sails right away. Like this is ah, oh, face first. <laughs> so this documentary show was like, we need the Bulls to be good again. We need. We so do. does the NBA. It's exciting we need when them they to are. be good again. We're never going to. I'm hoping that this kind of pumps some gusto into I Chicago so basketball. Too. My doubts, but you know what? We're making all the right moves so far. Let's get rid of the head yes. coach, right? I thought it was a really cool quote Steve Kerr. by Jordan at the end, too, <laughs> saying that like it was right after they showed that clip of him from uh from '84 or whatever when he was drafted. Yeah, and he just said like his heart and everything was still in the city of Chicago, yes, no matter what happened. Cool. Yeah, Did right. anyone else find yeah. it weird that he was holding court in his suite with a bunch of media members still in uniform after like, why aren't you partying with your teammates? I don't know if that was. Yeah. I think he's, he's like just slamming on a piano. Oh, I didn't think about that. You I, might be right. I, I think he yeah, just he did just it for, did the, it for cameras. the cameras straight up. That's what I was thinking about too. But. I'm just wondering, all right, now that all this is over, it's like, all right, your heart and soul is still in Chicago. It's the first thing I thought of when he said that. It's like, bro, you didn't come to the, Sh- the Chicago All-Star game this year, man. What's up with that? I was That's like, true. I was Wasn't feeling here. pretty spurred oh, by He didn't come here? All right. No. no. He stayed away, far away. He, he didn't even comment. I think he was in Chicago. I don't think he was at the game, though. Yeah, didn't you I tell me that heard... Ninja was held out yeah, of the Yeah, I just heard something? I was going to say. Ninja said on stream the other day that he tried to go to Michael Jordan's all-star party in Chicago and he was on the do not enter list because he's an Adidas um, That is so Jordan. so hilarious. So that is hilarious. (laughs) He doesn't even know him. He just knows that he's a um, sponsor. What do Jordan thinks of D-Rose? Oh, gosh. I don't even know if I want to know. Probably hates him. Probably hates him. Probably does. All right, before we move on, I wanted to bring up this that I came across on Twitter. Are you guys familiar with the shopping cart theory? No. Mm-mm. I saw someone tweet this out. It looks like it's from Reddit or something. Um, I'll just read it. The shopping cart is the ultimate litmus test for whether a person is capable of self-governing. To return the shopping cart is an easy, convenient task and one which we all recognize as the correct, appropriate thing to do. To return the shopping cart is objectively right. There are no situations other than dire emergencies in which a person is not able to return their cart. Simultaneously, it is not illegal to abandon your shopping cart. Therefore, the shopping cart presents itself as the apex example of whether a person will do what is right without being forced to do it. No one will punish you for not returning your cart. No one will fine or kill you for not returning the cart. You will gain nothing by returning the cart. You must return it out of the goodness of your own heart. You must return the shopping cart because it is the correct Such thing to do. Because it's right. A person who is unable to do this is no better than an animal. An absolute savage who can only be made to do what is right by threatening them with the law and the force that stands behind it. The shopping cart is what determines whether a person is a good or bad member of society. That's hilarious. I kind of like that. I kind of love that. Because it's Cause true. It's, it's very true dick. because there are very few things that there is no penalty for for not doing. Yeah. Right. 
I, I really like that. Actually. I always yeah. return wow. the I, That's the first cart. time I've ever heard always. that. I always return Same. my shopping cart. You're a dick I, if you don't. I always return it, but I don't return it to not be a dick or to be right. I return it so I can walk it up there slowly and then fucking slam it in there like a Regardless, you're yeah. still returning it. <laughs> you're still a good member of society, according to the shopping cart theory. That's that really interesting. interesting. I read it, and I thought it was a joke, and then by the end of it, I was like, this is spot on. By I'm going to live my life so by compelling. this. Yes. <laughs> So I wanted to share that with everyone. That's why Aldi makes you pay a quarter because we thought ahead. We know they're a fucking animal. That is smart. You know what? People who don't return carts, the same people who don't hold doors for people. The bad members of yes. society. That's how you can spot a bad yes, egg. That's a sure. very good point. You should be able Did to I tell you guys about break. my buddy's... Um, thought process for a societal rule for holding yeah, doors like open a, there there's there's like an area like a, right like an arc yeah yeah like yes. an arc you basically put like an arc for the charge circle underneath a basketball hoop like physically yeah. painted no but like a a theoretical circle to where if somebody's outside of that circle Don't you do door. not have to hold that door That's you can hilarious. if you'd like to but if they're inside of it, you absolutely have to. And then if they're outside, you have the choice of doing so. I, think, I think that's dude, they should just paint those at every door. I think every door should have the circle. And if someone doesn't hold it, you get to call them a piece of dude, shit. Dude, and then I'm going to go up in front time. of the doors and start <laughs> you, taking charges allowed. on people. Hey! Like, I was hey. outside the circle! I mean, even now, if someone doesn't hold it for me, I'll walk in and say, it's okay, I got it, or no thanks, I'm good. And they're like, what? And turn... So my rule of thumb is if someone is like kind like kind of in the in between we're not sure if they make eye contact I'll wait and hold the door if they don't I freaking just dash. Well, you never what if they're too far contact, and make yeah. eye contact? Then I'll ask them. I what? go I go with the next I'll I'll do the Do you extra want me half. to hold the door for yeah. you sir? Yeah, I'll, I'll say do you want me to hold the door and they'll go no or yes and I'll either hold the door and I or I keep going. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't think I've ever said me. that to someone really? ever. It goes as far as me no opening way. the door, I'll turn around, I'll look, and then I'll kind of just examine the situation and determine it on Well, site. yeah, that's what I mean. Then there are, have been times. You have you have to make a decision, though. Right. Because if you if pump fake and think about it, have, it's over. If I have you to have make to a decision. I've doubled back for the Go ahead, John. Oh, go ahead, John. I would say I've doubled back for the quick door tap. Like if I'll hold it, and they're I know, yeah, yeah. I'll double back yes. for a door tap, and they'll get it. That's when you realize. Well, I was you gonna up. say, right, exactly. I I always side towards <laughs> waiting longer and holding the door than than looking like an asshole and walking it. Same. Yeah. I because then, if, if nothing else, it makes the person speed up. See, but if there was yes, an arc, that's a great would... plan. And if they bitch you, sorry, you're Dude, outside. There's no, the there's arc. no middle right. ground. All right. While we're talking about doors, I'm guys. I swear to God. <laughs> I have like a thirty percent success rate at automatic doors. I'm I'm like invisible. That's it's like terrible. I have the it's like I have the ghost perk on with automatic doors. They don't open when I walk inside. Dude, there's so nothing annoying. worse. There's nothing it worse. It happens dude. all the time. I'm so sick of it. Every store I go into, Jewel, Target, everywhere I go, the automatic door just doesn't open. Dude, like, half the time it's human? so bad. Because you walk like you're expecting, and then you bump into it yes. because you're like, oh, it's just Dude, a late I one. I've never and then heard of someone oh, batting God 300 for automatic doors. Yeah, that's that wild. wild. God, God. Dude, 
It happened to me. I went. I ordered an, uh, an HDMI cord from Target. I went and picked it up at the order thing. Literally, the only thing I had to do was go walk through two doors, pick it up. Neither door opened. And then probably I said get in, push I turn, and pull on it. I turn. I get in. I get in, and I go and I wait at the desk, which is right by the door. Someone else walks in. Doors open. Why? I'm like, what is going on? Am Dude, I like am John Cena or something? Are you extremely blazed and you can't tell the difference between entrance and exit? No. Wrong that thinking. Sure. It's it's very specific now. They guide you into the store. There's only one uh, door. Pat, along that thinking, I am convinced that I'm a serial yellow lighter. Like whenever I go through a light, it's never just a solid green. Like I feel comfortable just. Going through, it's always yellow or turning yellow, and I get that hint of anxiety, like I'm gonna get t-boned or I'm gonna run a red light or I'm gonna get pulled over. Because never just be like, even when I'm in the fucking turning lane, like there'd be two cars in front of me and the lights yellow by the time the first guy turns, and then I have this little bit of anxiety, and I always go anyways. I'm I'm convinced. I'm convinced that's. I'm convinced (laughs) that's all a matter of timing. If you catch one yellow light. You're gonna catch all the yellow lights on your route. That happens to me all the time. It's like whenever I catch the green lights, I catch all the mm. green lights. When I'm hitting the red lights, it's only red lights. I swear, you get caught in these traffic light pattern cycles, where it's just like if you have the right timing. See, I would consider that good luck, Jim, because that means you're hitting every That's light. That's true. You're right. I guess I'm not looking at it the know, correct way, but I just the red know. light days are the worst when you're just getting stuck at every like. Every like fifty feet, you're stopping. It's worse. Life's hard. That's when I just do the guys. quick look to the right, quick look to the left, and just go. <laughs> like, Oops! No Sarah yells at me all the time because I run red lights on a pretty consistent basis. <laughs> so last summer, she got a, a red light ticket, and then she comes running into the room because she's so excited because it was me that got the ticket instead of her. And like you're driving, <laughs> you see the light turn red. I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not even in the picture. Oh yeah, just, those videos <laughs> are so great. <laughs> Didn't win that one in court. Uh, Had to pay the fine. The, the best. I know exactly. What you're about to the say, best dude. is when we were like 19 or 20 years old, and uh, we were going to like the dunes or something. And the, Saunders uh, got a, on the way home. <laughs> Saunders got a speeding ticket on those like speed traps they used to set up. You know, it was like cameras. Mm-hmm. Where they would track how fast you were going, and like they sent him the ticket in the mail, and we're like, "Dude, are you sure that it it was you?" And he shows us. They sent a photo evidence, and it's him driving, just like <laughs> smiling like a jackass, dude. <laughs> smiling straight at the camera, looking like a dumbass. <laughs> like he's posing for a roller coaster video so you can see it afterwards yes. that's exactly what it looked like it was perfect we were dying it was so funny oh that's so great good. oh that's wonderful uh, caught red handed looking like a Saunders if you still have that perfect. photo could you please post it on Facebook for the world to see uh, I would really enjoy that we that from him and like blown it up and made a oh, that would Ma- great. made a fat head out of it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that would have been uh, awesome. That's great. Oh, um, all right, real, real quick. Actually, um, maybe we'll just save this for next week because we got a, uh, we got a Hall of Fame we're doing, yeah. right? Your hockey sweaters. But this weekend is the golf match between Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning versus Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady, and it's airing Sunday three o'clock, right? 
Three o'clock. So look out on our socials later this week. We're going to maybe post some prop bets. Oh, Sean and I were talking too. We should consider putting together like a, a show pot and like making bets as a show on when once sports come back, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. I like um, it. I am definitely. Andy, down. you can you can run it or whatever. You can be the guy in charge and we'll just discuss collectively and make millions. Millions. So Billions. <clears throat> brief up. Peyton and Tiger are the favorites. Peyton's handicap is a six four. Brady's is a eight one, I believe. So, and Peyton's, Brady had two rounds, they showed their last five rounds, Brady had two in the low 90s, and Manning was all 80s, featured an 82 for his best score, so. So, I have, very quickly before we go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. I have an issue with these sort of gimmicky things, and this past one with, it was Ricky Fowler and Matt, Matthew Wolf versus uh, Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy. And all things considered, I mean, the three of the best golfers in the world, three of the more likable guys on tour, um, it all seemed like it was lining up to be entertaining and whatnot. What is lacking from these events, much, much like the first Tiger and Phil matchup, is these guys and I'll say Ricky and Rory are supposedly very friendly, but unless you have guys that are truly friends and play together and, you know, hang out outside of just on tour, you don't get the banter and kind of back and forth that you get if, which is what they're looking for with these. You're talking about like, like the, the tiger jacking, basically, right? Yeah, yeah that's... and just mm-hmm. just commentary in general, like joking around and like busting balls, like as if it was four guys playing golf. So the first Tiger and Phil matchup, <clears throat> everybody was looking forward to like the shit talking and things like that. But those guys, like they're they're friends on the tour, like they respect each other as competition, but they're not. They don't hang out mm-hmm. outside of that. So right. it's almost as if the stuff is scripted, and it just doesn't come off as natural. The stuff that happened this past weekend was the exact same thing. Matthew Wolf is 11 years younger than all three of those guys. Damn. And so Matthew Wolf is playing on a team with Ricky, and you can tell that they just don't have like a rapport. Right. Like, and then there's some jabbing back and forth. Like, Rory said something to Matthew Wolf about how he's won the FedEx Cup two times and he's won $25 million just in that. And it's just like Matthew Wolf's a 21-year-old kid who happens to have his PGA Tour card, which is awesome for him. But, like, why the fuck does Rory McIlroy have to talk shit to Matthew Wolf, who's a blip on any anybody's right. radar? Right. So, so Andy, what I'm, what I'm getting Wolf out was. of this is that we should mic up our softball team, and you want to hear some real banter. Yeah, yeah it, it's like you Definitely just you don't get that. that stuff when it's not friend. Like right. friendly, yeah, exactly. Well, it's, yeah, it's just awkward. When Brady, it's not. I think Manning and Manning's definitely going to bring the personality to this. I one. I agree. I I'm intrigued by having Brady and Manning because yeah. I think those guys are much more personable than golfers are, who are basically never mic'd up. I, I think they'll and, help bring that out of Phil and Tiger too a little bit more. Maybe. And I hope quick so. question: so. How weird would it have been if it was? Brady and Tiger versus Peyton and Phil. Like I feel like the, the pairings they got were correct for whatever reason. It just doesn't right. sit right for me if it was the other way around. 
because uh, two of them are more likable than the other. That's yep. that's why definitely. they're that way. It it might be it might be skill based, but it's definitely because yeah. because the two personalities right the match up way better. Yeah. All right, let's jump into our Hall of Fame. <clears throat> We're doing hockey sweaters this week. Did we ever decide we're doing like all time no, or just... I guess they're one and the same basically? Or current, yes. current. Or Andy said his current. Okay, got it. Current, current. For right, a so... throwback, though, the only one that I can think of that's very, very good for a throwback is the Arizona uh, or the Phoenix Dude, Ta- so Coyotes. Good. That's on my list. It's like, like it's the, like um... Vancouver Grizzly esque with those things. Yeah, yeah. That, that I like the list, um, yeah. I like the, when the when the ducks were the mighty ducks. Those ones, yeah. like yep. those yeah. were sick. Um, I mean, okay, I, I guess I should just maybe ask on the front end. Did we all have the Blackhawks as the as the number one? Or yeah, hundred percent number one. Yeah, okay. So now we'll wait, just get now that wait. Out of the way, Blackhawks number one, white. Oh, I do like the white sweater the best. Really, I'm a red guy. I like them all, but oh, I like me the too. Red sweater. Yeah, hundred percent stands out. I have um, no preference. The Blackhawks logo is the best, hands down. down. Okay, best best Maybe in all, in all sports. sports. So yes. now, now we'll start our lists. Um, all right, what else <laughs> do we have on here? We'll just throw them out there. Uh, number five for me. Mine were ranked, but whatever. Number five for me was Montreal. Ooh. Um, that franchise has been around for over a hundred years and their jersey has stayed the same throughout it's clean red white and blue obviously it's canada but their colors are clean the logo has stayed the same they're a storied franchise it's an awesome sweater simple too my number five is the calgary flames it's a good one too Mm. Which one? The red. Is that the white or the red? Yeah. My uh, <laughs> number five is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. I took uh, the Flames as well at number five. My four is Boston. Boston. Um, we talked about when we were um, talking about football, the yellow and black mm-hmm. coloring is just awesome. Um. Boston now has another alternate uniform too, with the the actual yeah, bear head like on that. it, which is awesome. But I do like the Bruins old school logo with just the B and the white background behind it. My number four is the San Jose Sharks, the the teal one. Teal. I also had the Sharks, my number four. Ooh. I like the Avalanche. Nice at number four. Good call. Good Those are good ones too. They haven't changed much either, and yeah, the colors are identical. The jersey <coughs> might have changed a little bit, but oh, their logo is really cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, my three was uh, shoot. Where'd my list go? Uh huh. on three, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toronto. Sorry, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, awesome, awesome logo for Canada. The blue and white is very sharp. Um, I just I've always loved that logo. They've kind of detailed it up a little bit, which I yeah. think it used to be like that, and then it went to a more simple maple yeah, leaf, and like now a, it's more it's detailed. Like a new school, it's like a new old school. It's yeah, like yeah, a refreshed yeah. old school logo. My number three is the uh, New York Rangers. 
<clears throat> I had the Pittsburgh Penguins number nice. three. Um, the skating solid, penguin. Yeah, solid yep. logo, and I like <clears throat> not only their color scheme, but how they split their colors up amongst their jersey. I had Pittsburgh as well. Number two, I have the Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Original six. I think that logo is one of the best in sports. Um, and the red and white color scheme. No third. No third color introduced. Just red and white. Storied franchise. I think it's just an awesome logo for Detroit. My number two is the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I had the Bruins too as well. So can we not take the Mighty Ducks? Dude, jersey? those jerseys were sick. But no, because they're not current. Yes, yes. Let, let, let's all do one alternate or, or something. <laughs> Are we all that, taking yeah. that? That would one. be mine. Yeah, I would take the Maple Leafs if we can't take the Mighty Ducks jersey. Also, the Mighty Ducks cartoon was awesome. Oh, oh yeah. so it's great! Probably on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, I should check. I don't know. I'll look. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, yeah. If it, is, awesome. if it is, tonight. we should watch and do a review. Dude, Dude check this I'll out. There's, there's a company that takes jerseys and makes them into tank tops. Dude, I was going to send what? this to you. I Saw have that. the Blackhawks one. It's pretty sweet. Check out the Coyotes one. Oh, that's going to be The Yotes jersey is pretty awesome. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Boom, I might drop Dude, that Blackhawks jersey is nice. Yeah. Right? Oh. I'm... There we go. Color correction. <laughs> All right. It's like a college kid. I was just going to say, too, too bad Lala isn't going to happen because every kid there would be in one of these. Be rocking God. that. All right. My, my alternate would be the Vancouver. Um, yeah, but the black, the orange, and yellow oh. one. Oh, like the. From like the. Dude, this Philly jersey is pretty They probably call mean. those the lost years. Dude, I kind of want to order one order, from like, every team. 50 of these. And then sell them next year at Lala for an upcharge. That is a <laughs> cool. great now you're thinking, dude. Try and offer. People will try and buy the jersey off your back. Dude, at Lala someone all someone day. tried to buy my Bears hat off my head at Lala. See, is the Zubas <laughs> one? Sean, you, that, that is a great dog. idea. I am all about that. I'm gonna get me a Calgary Flames one. We're all about. Great we really ideas. are. Like, I love your jersey. Too bad it's a little small. I'd be like, bro, I got XL. I got large. <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be oh, awesome. I got XL. This jersey. Oh wow! Wait, that's that a Vancouver like, jersey. That looks, <clears throat> that looks yeah. like Germany's Olympic about. jerseys from like 1982 yeah, or something. It looks like a German goalie sweater for for soccer. I'm I'm Crazy. fairly certain that we're gonna see Nick Lee playing in this jersey on our softball team this year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if he listens, especially, although he'll have to try and imagine what it looks like because no one can see what you're holding. That's up true, but I'm sure Nick knows. He's probably already seen this and has one on the way. Probably. <laughs> if we play this I'm, year. I'm you still know. holding out hope. Is better, anything's better than a Bryce Harper. That's jersey. true. Anything. All right, we're going to wrap it up there. Thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. If you don't, follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at Bros Let's Talk. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Podcasts, and at anchor.fm slash Bros Let's Talk or on our website, broslettstalk.com. For Jimmy, Andy, Sean, this is Pat. Later, dudes. See ya. Peace. Later. All right. Later on the men, Jay.
I hate goodbyes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>